0: In just a few moments, we will move in procession with the Blessed Sacrament and the natural thing is to think that we are bearing the Blessed Sacrament in procession, but that's simply not true. It will be the Lord who is bearing us. And the very essence of a procession with the Blessed Sacrament is that the body of Christ must learn to move in harmony with its head. And as we reflect on this, this idea of moving with the Lord, which we often describe as following him, even though many times when we bear the Blessed Sacrament in procession, we walk ahead of him, it is perhaps helpful to consider the different ways that the Lord calls us to follow him. In the scriptures, Jesus says to St. Peter no less than three times, follow me. We often think that when the Lord calls us to follow him, it's he calls us once, and what we do is follow him. And again, that is simply Not true. Peter is first brought to the Lord by his brother Andrew. He meets the Lord. He knows the Lord to a certain extent. And yet, he goes back to his fishing boat, as does Andrew and as does John. And so it is in the fifth chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke that the Lord comes to the boat of St. Peter St. Peter, who has already met Jesus. And so this is not the call of a stranger saying, follow me. This is the Lord coming to a man who knows him. But he comes to Peter at an odd time, because Peter is exhausted. He's been fishing all night and caught nothing. He knows Jesus. He is interested in Jesus. But he's not thinking this morning on the beach that the Lord will come seeking him out. And the Lord comes to Peter not when he has energy, not when he is successful, not when he is pleased with himself. In fact, when all he wants is to get some rest because it's been a hard, frustrating night. And the Lord comes without asking and gets in his boat. And from his boat, with exhausted Peter sitting there with his aching shoulders and sore back, Jesus begins to teach the crowds. And if we know anything from Scripture, Jesus was seldom short. And so the Lord at great length in the boat of tired Peter teaches the people. And Peter's exhaustion is the means by which the teaching of Jesus arrives on that shore and when he is finished the lord looks at peter who is ready to get some rest because his body has not gotten any better the lord says let's go fishing and out onto those same waters that the lord that peter fished the night before with no luck the lord says let us go not to different waters but the same waters And amazingly, Peter doesn't argue. He simply says, I've been at this all night. But because you ask me, we will go. And the exhausted man, with the sore back and the sore shoulders, rows his boat out into the water. And when the Lord says, put down the net, those sore arms have to throw it. And that sore back feels every movement. And that sore back has to haul in that net suddenly filled with fish. Those sore arms, those tired arms, are the ones that suddenly find themselves overwhelmed with an abundance they had no right to expect. In the same waters that they thought they knew. And the only difference is Christ. But Jesus never took Peter's exhaustion away. Jesus never gave new, fresh strength to his limbs. He called him here when he is tired. and In that painful, rowing home, nearly drowning under the blessing that they gave them because it was so overwhelming, Peter gets on his knees before the Lord and says, Depart from me, for I am sinful. His experience of the goodness of Christ was so overwhelming. Peter saw himself truly, not just as a tired man, but as a sinful man. And to the exhausted sinner, Jesus says, Follow me. That is the first call. Of St. Peter. How different than the way we imagine it. And how powerful. And how important for us because so many of us here have come tired. So many of us at the end of the day know a certain amount of frustration and exhaustion. And we often think when I am fresh, when I catch my breath, then I will turn to the Lord. The Lord comes often to our exhaustion and wonders, will we surrender even that to him? And then, after Peter has been following him for some time, there comes another call, a more difficult call at this point, a call that will only come when one has been walking with the Lord for a while where the Lord calls us in a way that asks us if we understand what following him really means. And Jesus does so by asking a simple question. Who do men say that I am? And the disciples give their varied answers. And then the Lord, looking at all of them, says, But who do you say that I am? And no one speaks except for Peter. You could almost hear the relief in the apostles as Peter speaks up. Oh, thank God for Peter. And Peter looks at the Lord, and with a certain boldness that characterizes him, says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the Messiah. He has the right words. But Peter, with the right words, does not yet have the right spirit. And so Jesus tells him to be silent about that and not to share it. What an odd statement. And then the Lord begins to tell the apostles who he is. Because knowledge of Jesus doesn't come from what men say. And knowledge of Jesus doesn't come from what we say. Knowledge of Jesus comes from what he says. And so even though Peter had the right words, the Lord must give him true knowledge. And so the Lord speaks of the Son of Man being condemned, rejected, tortured, and put to death and rising. And Peter, again, is the only one to speak up, even though everyone who heard Jesus had trouble with that. And Peter says, no, Lord, that cannot be. Jesus meets him with the words, Get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking as God does, but as men do. And at this moment, this stinging rebuke from the Lord surfaces in Peter's heart the worldliness that he didn't even realize was there the worldliness that creeps into the disciples' heart, that has been in the disciples' heart all along. But when Jesus first called him, Peter was not ready to see that. Peter was not capable of seeing that. But now the Lord calls him to something greater, and so now he must face this. And so the Lord then says, if anyone would come after me, would follow me, Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And the first one to get in line behind Jesus is Peter. Note what Jesus said to him, not get away from me, Satan. Get behind me, because the disciple belongs behind his master. Jesus doesn't come to follow us but he comes for us to walk in his way. But note how the Lord now in this difficult moment clarifies for Peter what it is to follow him with a clarity that can only come when one has been trying to follow Jesus for a while. And now the Lord begins to purify that discipleship. And then, then there is the most beautiful of all of the calls that Jesus gives Peter. Once again, it follows a miraculous catch of fish. Once again, it happens on a seashore. Because after the Lord had risen, Peter goes fishing and the other disciples go with him. And once again, they throw their nets through the night and they catch not a thing. Until a voice from the shore says, cast down your nets on the right side of the boat. And suddenly the nets are filled to bursting and John recognizes Jesus. But even though it's John who recognizes Jesus, it's Peter who jumps out of the boat and swims. Swims to meet the Lord whom he denied. And on the shore of the lake, Jesus speaks to Peter and he asks him three questions. Simon, son of John, Do you love me? And he answers, yes. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. Simon, son of John, he asks a second time, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, I do. Tend my lambs. And a third time, Jesus asks Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And scripture says that Peter's heart was cut to the quick. He's stung, and he looks at the Lord and says, you know all things, indeed you know I love you. Jesus says, tend my sheep. Jesus doesn't simply ask these questions, these three questions, because Peter denied Jesus three times. This is not the Lord playing tit-for-tat with St. Peter. Peter denied the Lord because his faith wasn't as strong as he thought it was. When the others ran away, Peter did risk death following him. When Jesus was arrested, Peter drew the sword and attempted to defend him. And yet, When he was questioned by a serving girl, Peter crumbled. And before we give St. John too much credit, don't forget that nobody asked St. John anything. (laughs) Peter denied the Lord because he tried to follow him and wasn't strong enough. Not because he ran away and wasn't there. Not because he betrayed him but he crumbled because he didn't have the strength he thought he did. His love was not as firm as he thought it was. And what we have here then is the Lord healing Peter of that. Jesus asks him the question three times, why? Because Jesus now is the one casting the net. Just like he's doing it right here from this altar. Jesus at this moment is casting his net into Peter's heart. And he casts the net out once, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he catches the superficial answer. The answer from the surface of the heart. The automatic answer that doesn't have to think and doesn't have to examine itself. It's not a dishonest answer, but it's not a deep answer. But Jesus isn't happy with that because Jesus knows there's more in Peter. And so Jesus throws the net a second time. This is the Lord putting out into the deep. And he casts the net a second time. Simon, son of John, do you love me? And now Peter has to pause and he has to take stock of himself. And looking deep into himself, he answers from the deep place of his heart. Yes, Lord, in fact, I do. All too many of us never get to that point of answering Jesus. All too many of us are content with that first shallow answer where we crumble. And yet, amazingly, the Lord is still not content. There's one more casting of the net. And this is the important casting of the net because this is where the Lord calls out of Peter a depth of love that Peter didn't know he had. This third question. This is not Jesus quizzing Peter or testing Peter. This now is Jesus reaching into the very depth of Peter's life. And catching that heart of love that has been there that Peter didn't even realize was there. And Jesus pulls that out not because he needs to see it, but because Peter needs to see it. Peter needs to feel it. Peter needs to know it. And it's only then as Peter is stung and yet feels that deeper love that has just been called out of him, where he wept over his denial just a few days earlier, now he weeps different tears, discovering a greatness of love within him he didn't know was there. And to the man who weeps at that moment, Jesus says, Follow. As we move with the Lord in procession, the Lord will be saying that to every single one of us. Follow me. Some of us are tired. And at the beginning of sorting out our spiritual life, and that's a good place to be. Some of us have been working on our spiritual life for quite a while. And yet our call to the Lord has to be purified has to be sharpened. And that too is a very good place to be. And some of us have a history with the Lord, a longer history, a deeper history and a history that's been marked not just by success, by a certain amount of failure on our parts as well. And so to us, the Lord may be saying, there is more in you than you realize. Let us find it together, and as we do, come and follow me. But it doesn't matter which of the three calls of Christ we hear this night. Only that we get up and do as the Lord commands and follow him. Amen.